Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Figueroa and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm Tim. And we're glad you can join us as you're living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So, yo, Tim. Yo. Like, be more. More. Just mix that a little bit. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was just going to have to throw it out. You know what I mean? Just like, I'm just ready to like get a record, some vinyl, <laughs> some turntables, and just that's all we do is just be more, do more, <laughs> have more, and just like, yeah, just tear it up, man, with a little beat, a little backbeat on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just ready to do it. Sounds awesome. Because I, I heard you were, you did break dance when you were younger. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You had like, you were like all into like I the Adidas not. sweatsuits and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. There are pictures of you doing that. That's not true. None of that is true. Now, those of you who are listening, if you Google, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, Tim, we've had a pretty wild week, haven't we? We have. We have. I mean, do we? Can we talk about that? I don't know. Why not? Okay, why not? So, yeah, I mean, we had the great honor and privilege to be around our. Uh, the highest executive in our state, our mm-hmm. governor, um, yep. Henry McMaster, and one of our clients was selected by the governor to um, be his running mate for the first time in our state's history mm-hmm. to have a dual ticket mm-hmm. of the governor and lieutenant governor on one ticket. And who we interviewed earlier on the show. That's right. Yeah. So, so those of you go back to, I don't know what episode that I was. I don't know but what it was. We'll Pamela put it in the Evett. show notes. We'll but yeah, listen, listen to Pamela Evett. Uh, we had the great privilege to interview her um, actually when we were in Las Vegas traveling with um, her and her company, Quality Business Solutions, uh, earlier this year. So um, we're just really honored that we get to work with her and excited about it so uh, really excited for her uh, more than anything so it's been a wild week but really fun yeah because here's the thing you and I aren't doing the politics we're just helping behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but we're kind of wrangled into (laughs) some things that we have no idea so it's been good hold on tight right yeah it's it's been been like you know it's like uh was like a mechanical bull you know (laughs) it's like I can ride this (laughs) you get on it and you're like whoa Wow. This is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> it is a lot harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if somebody's like, yeah, I'm make it a little faster yeah. just for you. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> really like House of Cards if you watch that, but <laughs> Well, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff around House of Cards right now <laughs> with all the stuff that's going on in the world. So yeah, let's you scratch that cut, thought. You should probably cut that. No, we're just gonna tell people <laughs> to delete that from their thoughts. From your mind. Yeah. So if if House of Cards didn't have the drama around it with certain things that have been happening that are kind of terrible. Well, but things that aren't really on the show. Those are things like right. of the people who are on the show. Right. Correct. From the people, the Correct. actors, right, the but actors. the concepts. But right. but yeah, there's a lot that goes on in politics. Yeah. And so far, though, it's been a good experience for us. Mm-hmm. So it, We've seen good stuff. We have, but um, what's really cool, actually, about just mentioning that is uh, today we're going to talk about um, a little bit about dreams. So we actually, last week, 
did a podcast on UCYP, which is our young professionals, kind of around the first idea or the first question that people really need to ask themselves when they're trying to put their dream to the test. But, well, we're going to back it up a little bit and dive into the four common reasons why people sort of have trouble identifying their dream. And we're going to talk about that. But what's cool is this is a dream that Pam has had since she was young um, that's starting to come to life. So I think that's just, I'm just connecting the dots. That was a good connection, Thanks. Megan. It was Thank like you. picture pages. Thanks. You know what I mean? When you just draw a line. <laughs> it's raining. What do you wear? Do you wear, I don't know, a swimsuit? No. Mm. You can. An umbrella. <laughs> so you draw a line from the rain cloud to the umbrella. Mm-hmm. You did a good job. Thanks. But hey, before we get into that, I have a question for you, Megan. Okay. What is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? <laughs> Oh my gosh. There are so many dumb ways. I've heard I I've gotten injured um multiple times. So let me think. I have a propensity of getting injured before important events. Um so true story, my bachelorette party, we actually had to schedule it three weeks before the wedding because I tend to get head injuries and <laughs> right before important events where I have to like look nice. So um, this is actually a common theme in my life for people who know me. But probably the dumbest injury is um, the day before my graduation from college, uh, you know, everyone was going out and having fun. And because I'm the kind of person I am thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do something and hurt myself and whatever. Um, and I got a, a special award. So I was going to that. I was really excited. Um, so I was I, I offered to be the designated driver for my friends. So I take them to the last place that we're going that evening. And I was like, okay, bye. And they're like, no, come in and just hang out for a little bit. So I said, okay. So my best friend in college decided to give me a piggyback ride without telling me that she was going to give me a piggyback ride. So she, she literally like stepped in front of me and like picked me up and lost her balance. And I fell and hit my forehead on the ground uh, very hard. She basically picked me up and dropped me on my face. Uh, and so I had like a Quasimodo head and a black eye for graduation from oh, college. Oh my gosh. So so, <laughs> so here's what we need to do. What? We just need to get like, so I always, need to wear like a so, helmet. A helmet. <laughs> we just need to get a helmet. It's kind of yeah. decorative. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't have to have a face mask or anything. Just mm-hmm. a helmet. Yeah. You know, we can maybe get a hockey style helmet, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then you could, or a lacrosse helmet. Yeah. We could brand it. Yeah. And then three weeks before everything that's coming up. Important. You just, just start wearing just it. Just start wearing it. Yeah. So when I, so the, the two <laughs> other stories, and there are others on top of these, but the two others that are probably go along with this are... Uh, a couple days before my aunt's wedding where I was the flower girl, I walked behind a swing and got hit in the face and had a black eye and a scrape. And the other one was when I was going to a dance in high school, um, a girl that I played volleyball with threw a pop bottle and hit me in the face and I had a black eye and a swollen nose. So before important events where pictures are taken, important pictures that people pay a lot of money for, I, I Maybe her. we do get the face shield <laughs> with face your helmet. Shield. So yeah, I need a face shield. I need like a line, like is it like a linebacker one, like the shield over. Yeah, it? well, or just like a hockey, but make it go all the way down, <laughs> just like some shatterproof, <laughs> like, like a goalie, plexi. like a goalie. Yeah, mask. you need like a goalie mask on yours. All right, so I'm gonna look for a goalie helmet oh for Megan to wear, okay. and we're gonna have to take a picture of it. So let's let's jump into this. Four okay. common reasons why people have trouble identifying their dream, you know, and um, so. 
you know, with these four, it's just very simple. And I'm just going to start with the first one. Some people have, you know, they've been discouraged from dreaming by others. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, there's that big discouragement, like people saying, oh, that won't work. You can't do this. Like, that's a dumb idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, if you think about all the things that people have done and accomplished, I mean, I wonder if you could just, like, somehow get the information from them. How many people were told that it was dumb? Well, I think that uh, what a lot of times happens is we talk about this when you're a kid, you have this sort of unlimited imagination and you can dream to be whatever you want to be. And that's what we tell. That's what we tell kids. You can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. But as you get older Instead of it saying, you can be anything you want to be, you can accomplish whatever you want, people say, you need to be realistic. And you need to, what's your plan? And and people do it in a way not necessarily to try to ask you questions so that, to help you figure it out or figure out how you're going to get there, but it's more of a way of saying, you know, that's not, they don't believe it's achievable. And so they put that belief on you. Yeah. And so it, and, and you know, and there's a great book by Madeline Langle, Walking on Water. And she talks about less than 10% of adults operate with high creativity. You know, once you're told there's no Leviathan, no Easter bunny, like, mm-hmm. you know, all these things like you're told and then, you know, no unicorns, you know, it's like, you're going, dang, everything that I thought was real, you're stripping it away. You mean there is no Superman, mm-hmm. you know, when you're little, just like, and I understand that. But what happens is we lose touch with that because mm-hmm. like you say, you get put into this box of quote unquote reality. Mm-hmm. Well, reality is not supposed to be this thing that um, immunizes you from imagination, but somehow that's what ends up happening. You know, we build these walls around it. And so, um, you know, and so we can be discouraged. And that's, you know, so I encourage you when you're out there, just if you've been discouraged, let it go. You know, always remember it's like a, when, when you have a bunch of crabs in a pot mm-hmm. and it starts to boil and one crab's trying to crawl out, the other ones take their claw and grab <laughs> it and pull it back in. You know what I mean? It's like, so you've got to learn to get away from that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, well, and, and I think too, I, I think one other way that, that you could be discouraged from dreaming by others, I just really started thinking about what we talked about last week and the idea of margin. So that's the other thing someone might say to you, well, you're so busy already. How are you going to do that? How are you going to make time for that? And I think it goes back to being intentional about how you're spending your time. So if you do have a dream or if you're trying to figure out what that dream is, you have to be intentional about carving out space to think about it and also thinking about and evaluating how am I spending my time? Where is my time going? And are the things that I'm doing moving me toward a direction of where I ultimately want to be? Or am I just doing them because I'm good at them or somebody asked me and I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to say no. Um, but think, think and evaluate what you are doing and how you're spending your time because it, the, the thought of you don't have time for that. That's not, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. No. And if you were to just say to yourself, look, this is, if it's something I want to do, then I make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the thing. And then be disciplined with that priority and then see where it goes. But that's the beauty of it. I think it's the joy in the journey more so than it is, you know, getting to the dream. Because I think one dream leads to another, which is mm-hmm. great. And that's where it can just morph and change. So, so hey, second one, Megan. So the second one is that some people are hindered by past disappointments and hurts. So this is that thing where, um, and this could probably be especially true for people who maybe have a little bit of that perfectionism thing or uh, they don't really want to fail but 
failing is hard. And if you try something and it doesn't work out, depending on what your belief is about the reasons for failing or um, how you were disappointed, maybe it wasn't even something that you could control. People fall into this trap of thinking, well, because it went wrong the last time or because I was disappointed the last time, I'm just not going to try again. Or that means that is like the universe telling me it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. That's what people do. Yeah. As soon as there's a tussle or conflict, oh, that's, that's <laughs> not good. You know what I mean? Like, but that's where this big gap is, expectation and reality. There's mm -hmm. a gap there. Yeah. And in that gap, you have to understand that that's where you need to understand disappointment will live there. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so just give yourself the opportunity to say, hey, look, just because these things are happening, I can fail forward. I can live forward. Mm -hmm. You know, and failure is not the end. Failure is actually the beginning. You know, so the greatest things that we enjoy have come through failures that people were trying one thing and it turned into another. Right. You know, so what you've seen with, you know, Eli Whitney and cotton gin and how peanut butter was discovered mm -hmm. and like little things like that. And peanut butter is so simple. Yeah. Right. But that's what happened. And it's just, oh, they were trying this and ooh, look what happened. So they're, they're pleasant surprises. Right. But if you just focus on disappointment, if you get stuck in expectation, you know, the gap between expectation and reality and live with disappointment, you're never going to discover something fabulous as you're in pursuit. Right. right. So um, how about number three here? Some people get into the habit of settling. You ready? For average. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, people, uh, again, this is just that whole mindset. And gosh, I can't remember what book it was, but um, basically they talked about, especially in America, we're just walking around. Everybody's just accepted mediocrity. They just kind of said, you know, this is just how life is. It's hard. I'm never going to get beyond where I am, my circumstance. I'm meant to be this way. So people just settle. They say, you know, average is good enough. I'm okay with that. I, you know, look at my neighbor, I pretty much look the same and, and I'm good. I'm just good where I am. But I think what we do is we stop again thinking about those things of where do I ultimately want to be and what are what are those dreams that I have and average I mean if you're okay if you're okay and you're happy and you're fulfilled and you have joy maybe average is maybe that is where you want to be but I think that we don't have to just settle for what we have because we have it and stop dreaming about where we want to go from here. And this even happens as people get older. They say, well, you know, I'm 40 or I'm 50. I'm already in this career. It's good enough. I get a good job. I go to work. I come home. I'm, you know, I'm good. But just because you've hit a certain point in your career or you're a certain age, that doesn't mean that you have to stop thinking about other things that you might want to do. Right. And I think it's kind of like that. What's the definition of success? Right. Yeah. Well, the question then becomes instead of what's the definition of success, like it needs to be how do you define success? Mm -hmm. Because I can't define that for you. No. Well, it's the same thing. What's the definition of average to you? So here's the thing. Make sure that because you may be happy, full of joy and all those things. So someone may define that as average mm -hmm. where you are because that's not where they want to be. Right. Right. But here's the thing I would want you to know. So you if you want to know. Here's just a piece of advice I'd like to give to you. If you would like to know if what you're doing is average, here's the thing. Is it fulfilling? Is it extraordinary to you? Is it over the top? Is it more than you could have ever thought? Is it better than norm? You know, do you feel energized? Do you feel alive? That, you know what 
alive is to you. You know what energy is to you. You know those things. And so that's how you make sure you aren't just being average mm-hmm. as it relates to your life, not someone else's, right? right? So how about this? I'm going to read a quote here. The minute you settle for less than you deserve, you get even less than you settled for. And that's columnist uh, Maureen Dowd. And here's another one I like to read. And then, Megan, I want you to jump on this fourth one. But the poorest of all men is not the one without a nickel to his name. He is the fellow without a dream. He is like a great ship made for the mighty ocean, but trying to navigate in a mill pond. He has no far port to reach, no lifting horizon, no precious cargo to carry. His hours are absorbed in routine and petty tyrannies. Small wonder if he gets dissatisfied, quarrelsome, and fed up. One of life's greatest tragedies is a person with a 10 by 12 capacity and a two by four soul. And that is um, Kenneth Hildebrand. I know that seems dark, but don't, don't focus on the failure part of that. You know, especially when you hear a two by, two by four soul, like, right. ooh, mess up. <laughs> right? Look at the aspirational side of it, you know, the 10 by 12 capacity. Like, mm-hmm. that's my pursuit. Do I see a horizon? So even when you're when you're working on your dream and you're thinking of who should be with you and who should walk with you and all the things like, is there a horizon there? Do you see these 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 types of things like this ship? Is there a cargo to carry? Like, you know, is there is there work together? Is there mutiny on the boat? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where are you going with this? And so that's how you see the ten by twelve capacity yeah. versus a two by four soul. Yeah, and I think it's really important just to reinforce what what Tim said is what does success mean to you and, and what is your dream? And what we're talking about are these are the things that get in the way of someone figuring out what their dream is. And it's so important to remember that your dream, it might be being a stay at home mom and raising kids and doing that to the best of your ability and spending time with them and pouring into them. That might be your dream. So when you think of a dream, so many of us, we jump right to you know, the people like Eli Whitney or um, the great inventors or um, Mark Zuckerberg and and um, and things like that. So Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I yeah, mean, like I'm making this yeah, car Richard, out of, right. Yeah, Richard Branson. People yeah. who've built these great companies and, and have done great things, but that was their dream. Right. That doesn't, and that doesn't have to be yours. It doesn't have to be something that is great and massive and incredibly difficult to to line up all those pieces and get there. It can be your dream can be something as simple as I want to be, you know, the best accountant because that is going to fulfill me, and and that is my dream. Right. Your true fulfillment and significance mm-hmm. comes from it being yours. Correct. Not somebody else's. Right. So what I see in you. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can do something with you, right, that's where fulfillment and significance can come in. Right. Right. And then success can be defined because I believe that instead of pursuing success, no, you know, don't just define it and then pursue it and then hope you feel significant about things mm-hmm. and fulfilled because that's too many. There's too much data and research today to prove contrary to that. Right. That there's a lot of people that most would say are successful that are actually miserable souls on the inside. Mm-hmm. I say pursue the impact of significance and right. fulfillment because holding its hand or their hands is success. Correct. You know? And so I think that's a, a great way for you to, um, the way you shaped that, Megan, that was great. 
What's number four? So number four is some people lack the confidence needed to pursue their dreams. Um, and there's a quote that goes along with this. It's, it takes a lot of courage to show your dreams to someone else. And that is Irma Bombeck. And I I really agree with that. So it, it can be scary to share your dream with someone else because I think as human beings, we, as much as we want to not maybe care what somebody else thinks of us, it's a risk. Because what if I share my dream with you and you could laugh at it? You could tell me that I'm crazy. You know, it could go back to that first one. Have I said all those things before? No, but you could could discourage (laughs) me. You could discourage me from dreaming. So you're really, it's a place of vulnerability to, to share your dream with somebody else. So you have to really have the confidence and have that self-belief to be able to tell those people around you and and be able to explain why this is my dream and and this is what I want and you have to have the courage to to expect some people to question you right and two things that are very important what do you believe about about yourself Mm -hmm. right and what do you believe about your potential so those of you who are listening I would encourage you to sit down and, and answer that for yourself. And it may not be very high, and that's okay. We all we all have low points in life. But you want to really start working on that belief system. You want to work on that potential. Uh, my example I like to use is if there's a dark room and blackout curtains and you put a lamp on the table and you put a 20-watt bulb in there, as soon as you turn it on, it's going to dispel dar- darkness. Light dispels darkness. Even a little match will push darkness away, right? So, But if you want more light in the room, you don't change the lamp that's plugged to the wall. Mm-hmm. It's the same current. Right. You change the bulb. So it's the way you think about it. You have to you have to introduce a greater wattage. So the way you do that is you work on that belief and you work on how you see a potential. And it comes through little things that will give you the confidence. Little things like try something. Don't try to do the most difficult thing in the world to build your confidence. Mm-hmm. But take on things that maybe you were nervous to try. Right. Have a conversation you never thought you could have. Like just put yourself in those situations so that you can build those two things, right? Because I like to say to people, they're like, well, I have low expectations. And I'm like, see, then your belief has nowhere to go, nor your potential. Mm-hmm. You have to, if you're in, in order for you to see great things happen in your life, you're going to have to raise your belief in you, that you have in yourself to the level of your expectation. And if you have a low ex- expectation, guess what? Your belief has nowhere to go. Yeah. So I want to be able to help my expectation, my outlook to be different by elevating that. But the only way I can do that, the best way to start is first start with belief in potential. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? It does. It does make sense. So, um, again, you know, we're, we're covering basically these four, these four common reasons people have trouble identifying their dreams. And um, they're, they're, this, this, by the way, all comes from a great book, Put Your Dream to the Test by John Maxwell. And um, it, it's, it is an awesome book to read. Um, and we would encourage you to do that. But, you know, these are, this is kind of that basis for what is the first thing. And, and I know that I've been in this spot before where someone said, well, what is your dream? And it's like, I don't know. And, and I think it's, you know, we, we want you, we want to help you, our listeners to get moving on that path towards your dream. Right, because we're your ride-along partner. Yes, we are. To so, your emerging future. <laughs> so so once again, these four common reasons. So number one, some people have been discouraged from dreaming by others. So don't allow yourself to be discouraged. If you really have a belief in something and you have something you want to go after, um, 
do that and don't let others stop you. Number two, some people are hindered by past disappointments and hurts. Sure, we're all going to fail. We're all going to have those times where something doesn't go our way. We're going to be disappointed by others and we're going to disappoint ourselves. But don't let that stop you from continuing to move forward and continuing to, to realize and to figure out what that dream is. Number three, some people get in the habit of settling for average. And as Tim mentioned, average, that that's going to be defined differently by every person. So what you really need to do is figure out what success means to you. Figure out where in my heart, my soul, my mind, where do I want to be? And and think about how you can push past what average means to you. And go after that 10 by 12 capacity. Yeah. So you don't end up with a two by four soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then number four, some people lack the confidence needed to pursue their dreams. So we would just encourage you, have have belief in yourself and have courage to share your dream with others. And and help to get them to buy into your dream. But if they don't, that's okay. It doesn't mean that there's, it doesn't mean that your dream is wrong. And if you have dream comments, dream questions, um, we're going to be doing, which we were, we had one planned for the end of the year, but we shifted some things and we're going to do it in 2018 somewhere, hopefully in Q1, quarter Mm -hmm. one, where we're going to do it, um, virtual and, um, on location in Greenville, South Carolina, but we are going to even work on a virtual one where people will be able to sign up and we'll take you through 10 powerful questions that will help you put your dream to the test. And that's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. keep your ear out for that. But in the meantime, you can email us with your dream thoughts, dream questions, challenges that you have. And please do so because we are we want to serve and help you. But you can reach us at tim at uphillconversations.co or megan at uphillconversations.co. You can find us on Facebook, Uphill Conversations. You can find our website, uphillconversations.co. And on the Twitter sphere. Um, and, uh, I think, what is our Twitter at the UCYP? No, no. sorry. Sorry. That's our young oh professionals one. So you can check out our young professionals one at, at the UCYP. There you go. Uh, or you can find us at uphill combo. And please remember, we are always, always looking for great guests on the show. So if there's somebody that you would like us to interview, um, we would love to hear that as well. And if you know someone or you're someone who would like to be on our show, we have a great form on the website that you can fill out and send that in to us. Well, this has been another great conversation with my friend Megan. And (laughs) this was good. I I enjoyed it. And we hope you enjoyed it as well. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to decide and not anyone else. Always remember your current condition does not match your emerging future and never will. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see people like me and Megan on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.